Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Brandford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition, the final one that talks about all the years, 2018 and 2019, for Games of the Decade. I'm your host, Sean Garmer, and well, I'm not here by myself. Mr. Mark Morrison is here. Howdy. So is Jens Dietrich. Hello, Lou. Randy Isbell. Hello. And Daniel Anderson. Hello. Well, I do want to remind people that we do have a Top 25 podcast where we deliberated everything and actually made our Top 25 uh, for 2019. So there probably won't be a lot of discussion on 2019 just because that's very recent. Uh, 2018, we will go through uh, most of it as we have for the other years. So if you're joining in on 2018, 2019... Without listening to any of the others, uh, we did this in a process of everybody that's here had a top 10, including another person that's not present. Uh, that was all put together into a top 15 for each year, uh, with the your number one being 10 points and your number 10 being one point. And, you know, so we got our top 15 for 2018 and 2019. Uh, we'll do all the 2018 first, and then we'll go into 2019 pretty quick, probably. So, here is your top uh, 15 for 2018. Before we move anything around, God of War number one, Marvel Spider-Man number two, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate at three, Red Dead Redemption two is actually tied for third, Celeste. In 5th, Tetris Effect 6th, Grease uh, in 7th, Dragon Quest 11th is also in, tied for 7th along with Detroit Become Human, Yakuza 6 is 10th, Fortnite is also tied with it for 10th, uh, Return of the Overdin, Fist of the North Star, Mega Man 11, Persona 3 and 5 Dancing, and Dragon Ball Fighters are all tied for 13th. Uh, 
And just missing out are Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Dona County tied for 17th and Nino Kuni 2. So, the first thing I would say is even though it's begrudgingly, we got to put Fortnite in there somewhere. Why? None of us like it. Well, I'll say this. Come on. I'm like, really? Yeah. We should, play game, we should put games in here we like and play. No, but Fortnite is... I mean, come on. We've been using this want, this metric want, for and everything and, else. An influential list, and sure, but not, not, not our site's game of the year list. Well, I'll say this in defense of Fortnite. When it released in 2018, it was very innovative, and it was not the phenomenon that it became later on in the well, year. Well, it became quickly a phenomenon in 2018. I mean... Uh, well, I just mean the uh, backlash against it. I mean, when it started, it was PUBG with more cartoony feel where you can build stuff. You didn't get into everything else that came with it and all of the questionable things that happened afterwards. But just when it first released, it was viewed as a really good game. And then it started going downhill with everything else that came out after it. Yeah, the the internet went. Oh, it's too popular. We have to bring it down. That's that's what happened with Fortnite. No, I I always said it was crappy from launch. <laughs> it's just not your kind of game, and that's okay. But it's not any of our games. I I played it. How long? Uh, not as long as PUBG, but I probably got fifty hours. Huh? You played it that long? Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you, you don't like games with stories. So that's why you play the, those types well, of games. What are you talking about? You just said in the last podcast, all I do is play walking simulators. That's all story. Yeah, well, that's true. Not, well, not 100-hour-long stories. Because no one can tell a good 100-hour story. There's a lot of filler in those, and that's what you guys say on all of them. Is, well, there's a lot of filler in this and that. Except for The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3 tells no, a wonderful 150-hour story. Fire, Fire, Emblem th- Fire Emblem Three Houses. And, also. And you, and you know what, Jens? I'll wait for the seven seasons of The Witcher on Netflix, and then I'll watch it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that it's going to be the same thing. <laughs> I, know, I know. It was a joke. But no, listen, Fortnite was a, a very well-put-together game that became a ridiculous phenomenon. Uh, I do think it w- is a better game than PUBG. Yes, it's a little bit more cartoony, and, and that's kind of what brought in that all the ten-year-olds and stuff, and that became the new Call of Duty, where it's it's tough to play unless unless I was playing with my friends. I, I didn't play that game because I didn't want to get into a group with a bunch of ten-year-olds yelling at me because I suck at the game. Because uh, yeah. I I cannot still after all those hours of gameplay, I cannot build and shoot at the same time i was like you build and then i'll I'll just i'll climb on your stuff but i can't i can't do both i couldn't wrap my head around it but i thought that they added a lot of stuff to that kind of uh, that genre and they continue to kind of reinvent themselves with all the different seasons and changing things up and and uh, the battle pass and yeah so it's like it's i'm not going to fight for it way high on the list but i enjoyed the game and i think it should be top 10 and I think we're starting to see more games do the battle pass too. Like so. Well, didn't Dota start that off first though? Yeah, but I mean, like we're starting. They they have used it to a greater effect, and we're starting to see other games start to push this. Where oh, instead of doing 
DLC, we're going to do this because it might make us more money or or just let's push this because it, it makes sense for what this game is. And, you know, I think it has. The, yes, you could point to a lot of bad things. Right. That perhaps, you know, aren't good for the future of our kids or anything. But like you could also point to, hey, this is the game that like people talk that that is now the game that you get together and play. I mean, this, you know, when we were playing, you know, land parties or, or you'd system links for Halo or, or some other game. This is what they're doing now. I mean, that's huge. You know, we, we didn't really have people doing that with games much, especially the kids. I mean, you had them playing Minecraft and that kind of thing. But Fortnite kind of brought about made this you know what PUBG did and took it to a bigger level and that's that's important too so with that being said uh we do need to discuss some of the other games on here uh Yakuza 6 yeah we, Yakuza we go 6. from Yakuza 0 the most underrated Yakuza uh, sorry the most overrated one to Yakuza 6 the most underrated one like, it's first time on the new engine. Uh, it's streamlined from, you know, while the while Zero and the other prequel, the remakes, um, got very, very bloated. This is a more streamlined Yakuza, both in terms of the overall content and in terms of the combat system, which I much prefer. And it's a fantastic story that is incredibly emotional. I cried like a baby at the end of this game. I mean, it is ridiculous. It's a... Worthy conclusion to the Kiryu saga. It's a fantastic... If this were the last Yakuza game, I'd be totally fine. You know, with, with this being the, the swan song for the series. I think it is. Because <laughs> it it's not anything like Yakuza. <laughs> well, they're switching things up. But, you know, they also... You know, Judgment is kind of a, you know, a spin-off game and all that stuff. So the, 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 uh, the formula and the Kamurocho lives on, right? So, um, but as a conclusion... To the mainline series, I, I think it's fantastic. And while it shouldn't be super high on the list, I I just wanted to make a, a case for let's not cut this one. Like I, I'd rather cut, even though I love Greece and I like Detroit, I'd rather cut either one of those over Yakuza Six. Uh, I think Greece can go, but Detroit should probably stay because it's pretty cool. <laughs> it is a cool one. It's probably the the best of the David Cage ones. So that's, also, that's also a pretty low bar, but yes. No. Any, any, game, any game with Clancy Brown is always going to be cool. Well, sure. I just, I just feel it has the best, the most follow-through, but I do like David Cage in general. But it's also very flawed. I don't know if it's a top 10 game. Like, I liked it, but I don't know if it's... And I, I don't feel that strongly about it. I, I feel a little bit stronger about Grizz just because I, I realized, like, I, I know that, Sean, you didn't like that because you felt it was... You know, another one of those kind of emotional... No, I did like it. That was, oh, he, did? he did like it, yeah. I was the one that actually pushed for it to be on the top 25, even though it had come out like a week before we did the <laughs> we did the list. So, originally... Yeah, because it's such a beautiful game. And it's like, the way it tells the story uh, is is very well done. And it's, it's such a like unique story in the way that you play the game. You get to like unravel that story and it's, mm. you know. yeah, it's just a very relaxing, pretty experience. And 
kind of light but enjoyable puzzles. Good, you know, the traversal feels good. Like the music a lot. Like it, as far as like, here's another platformer about depression. Like it's you know in that subgenre, it's uh, it's pretty great. Uh, but um, all I'm saying, I'm just looking at this list and I don't know what else. I would say else. that my problem is I really love Return of the Oberdin a lot more. Mm, yeah. And, and that game is such a like. There's so many. It's it's a detective game. It's a puzzle game. It's it's got a unique like special art style and the way that it wants you to discover it. Yes, you have to kind of write down what's happening and you kind of have to piece it. But that's the fun of it is like basically getting to piece together the puzzle yourself writing it down bit by bit yes you can easily go and find a walkthrough on youtube and do it in you know an hour or two or whatever if you want to spoil it for yourself but like it's it's like almost kind of going back to like the i know they get made in the indie scene a lot or whatever but um it's like almost going back to like the height of the point and click adventure game and what you had to do sometimes to figure out a puzzle uh, and you're doing it here in this game and again it's Lucas Pope knowing how to, to, to take a game that you would never think that that you're going to like and just turning on its well, head my, I think my argument back then was Oberdin is basically copying I mean you can see Cryostasis is new but yeah but it's copying an older game called Cryostasis almost well, doesn't it's not quite in terms of the mechanics. The mechanics are totally different. You're just talking about the the general conceit of you exploring dead people's memories. Yeah. Well, then having to figure out how they died or how to prevent it or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Right, but you're not preventing anyone's death. You're kind of, you're just being the insurance adjuster figuring out what happened. You're well, just being an anthropologist. Yeah. In Crossface, it's like you have to prevent their deaths to, like, move forward in the plot or, you know, to move forward in the ship. So... Yeah. It's kind of important. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I just want to make my case for moving it into the list itself. And from what I've played of Fist of the North Star, it is awesome. But I think I still care about Yakuza 6 more. So I'm okay with it not making the top 10. But it is it is really cool. That was the what? one that I was kind of like, what the f-? <laughs> It's like somebody actually... Wait, this is the North Star. I wanted to put it in. That was cool. Was like, I mean, that was me. Like, yeah. Super fighting for like Dragon Quest Eleven. Me. Yeah, it's a, Dragon I Quest Eleven. It, but I hear it's one of the best Dragon well, Quest games. I mean, Great, huge it is one of the best Dragon Quest games, and it's it's like. Isn't like the Switch version that came out this year better though? No, it's well, yeah, just... they, they they patched in the orchestral music and they uh, uh, added a bunch of the they added all the DLC stuff and whatnot. And apparently, it runs really well on Switch too. Yes, it runs absolutely well. You couldn't really tell the difference between the Switch and PS4 version, but you know, it's also yeah, super impressive. Right, but I mean, it's still it was still a great game for the PS4. The characters are all charming. It tells its story well. Um, you know, yes, it's an old school RPG, but it's perhaps one of the best. And this is a long running series of Dragon Quest of just putting it on. And it, you could make a case it saved Dragon Quest in the West because before this game came out, they pretty much came out and said, it's just a sell well, 
That's because it kept putting Dragon Quest games on mobile. No one gave a shit. Right. No, not on mobile on 3DS and well, all that. I'm, but... That's what I meant. Like mobile systems. Like knowing the scope of. Oh well, yeah, but who's gonna put stuff on the Wii U when it's not selling? They're gonna put it on another console. I just don't think we can cut that at all. Right. Knowing what right, knowing what that game is, and everything I've read and heard about it, and looking at it, like it's visually, the art style's beautiful. Like everything about it. You know, it's a well, it's Toriyama, or, so you know. Yeah, so uh. I just don't think we, it's definitely. I mean, it's better than honestly. Like, I don't really have strong feelings about the top five. Um, I liked Red Dead Redemption two, but it hasn't. It's, it's not, not a bad. game I would ever revisit. I'm not a big fan of Red Red Dead. It, I got absolutely bored playing it. I mean, I enjoyed it I, I, while I was playing it. I played all the way through it. I had a good time with it, but it's not. Um, a game that I feel super passionate about. Similar with Marvel Spider-Man, like that to me is like a solid eight out of ten, good game. Nope. You know, nice open. I love chance. Spider-Man though. Yeah. It's didn't play God of War, so like I, I could see like all of these, um, like Dragon Quest could move way up. No. Nope. Uh, oh, but God of War is absolutely like a standout game. Yeah. It, it, yeah, like yeah, I didn't play it because after like, God of War three, I said fuck the series forever. Oh, but yeah, you but picked the wrong thing. The creators, the creators also said fuck God of War, let's fix it. And yeah. God of War is way different. Finally, let's fix it, make it a, a, a game worth playing. Right, that that's one I'll tell you. I mean, if you didn't like God of War three, it has nothing with God of War. God of War is something completely it different. Has the, it has the character. It has Kratos. He, but yeah, but Kratos is so much better. Different, what, a different guy's voicing him. He actually has a personality. He's not just rageaholic man anymore. So yeah, it's like Dad Simulator too. <laughs> so you know. Well, I, I've, uh, got, I've got my Dad Simulator with Yakuza Six because Yakuza Six is Dad Simulator. Yeah, except the, huh. except the kid you're carrying is always crying to like rocket to sleep. No, that's one. No, it's not like it's it's one sequence. There's one sequence where you have to shake the baby. Well, to put it to sleep. And then that's uh, the kid in God of War is absolutely useful and you get to see him grow throughout the game as you do Kratos as well. Uh, so, uh, you know, and then it's, it's amazing that they did all of this in one, sh- like a one shot camera where it's all, um, the way they did it. It's, I mean, they fake it here and there, but it's fine. I know, but they did it like really well. And it's just, would you go and find things in that game that you're there's like places you can go and you could find bosses that you don't find if you don't go down there it's i mean it's there's just I mean, so much of that game that's great i am i am pretty ambivalent about celeste but the four the top four are pretty much locked in my view <laughs> i don't know i could argue that celeste i i love celeste a heck of a lot more than red dead same uh, mm. yeah switch Probably. Celeste has an absolutely fantastic soundtrack. It is a it's a super emotional game. Yes, it's about mental illness or whatever, but like how she conquers that. Oh, and that if, game isn't. I know, but it, I'm just saying it's it's like. <laughs> I mean, Red Dead is a tremendous uh, achievement just from a world design. It just again, the level of detail, every little house that you go into, every little corner of that world, there's there's something. Um, interesting, and you can tell that that like you can just tell the man hours and the effort put into it. But 
I agree overall that like it, there is a slog at times, you know? I would agree also that Tetris Effect should go above Red Dead 2 because it's... Eh, I liked it. It wasn't as amazing as everybody made it out to be. I mean, it is a good Tetris game. Well, I mean, if you play that game in VR, you won't. You wouldn't say the same thing. I mean, that game is an experience I, I played, in VR. I actually played it in VR, and I did not like it in VR. Really? Oh, uh, I that... actually wasn't a huge fan either in VR. But, I, I mean, I love Tetris Effect anyway. But, so it didn't, it didn't really matter to me. But I also, you know what? I did play it on Mark's setup, and it was terrible. Because Mark's setup is all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I could barely, like, the, like the, the smudges on your lenses, and the fact that it wasn't properly calibrated. That was yeah, yeah, Mark, way to ruin his experience with it. No, yeah, so I was just like, after like 10 minutes of Tetris Effect VR, I was like, enough, yeah, I can't anymore. You don't like VR at all, so... It's true, I also I also just don't like, the headset's uncomfortable. Everything about PlayStation VR is bad to me. Well, any so VR... It did not enhance Tetris Effect. Didn't your like, roommate, or didn't like one of your friends have a VR system rift? Oh, like no, I, I liked the vibe, but he had a whole, like, he had like his room, he had like a special room that was set up as his VR room, so you could do things like the Aperture Science demo and all, and like all that stuff, and it actually worked really well. So it was impressive. But I did end up getting tangled up in the cable, so the cables are still a, a deal breaker. Now that it's wireless, I'm assuming it's going to be a lot better. But PSVR, I think, is just bad. Um, even though I know I know Randy, you had a great time with uh, Resident Evil on that, and you love that stuff. But yeah, so Daniel, I'm not alone. Right, sorry, I keep forgetting that Daniel's here. I'm, I apologize. Oh, no, it's fine. I actually like how the VR helmet felt for the PSVR, but I mean that just means that it fit pretty snug. I have a big head. Oh well, that uh, yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, do you have a thought either way on the on the top six-ish? I mean, I'm fine with what everybody's doing. I, my big uh, feeling were one, two, and three being pretty set, and I think we had a long conversation between. At the time, I was pulling for Spider-Man to be two, and uh, somebody else was pulling for Red Dead. But I like to see that it's been corrected now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I had a lot more fun. In Spider-Man, that's that's what I think about it. This is... Who here loves Smash Brothers? Who's the Smash Brothers fan in the group? I like, I like it. it. I actually do. That's the one I actually got into. I, like I mean, the world, <laughs> the world of Light thing is extremely long, but it's fun. It's way too long. It's fun in short spurts. And then also, I mean, just fighting at Smash Brothers, I mean, Man. it's like... Uh, having all these characters back, and then uh, of course the the DLC that they've added, and then uh, the soundtrack is—I mean, wh- what can you say? It's got everything. The soundtrack's huge. Yeah, huge. It's got, it's got everything. It's got everything. Uh, Smash Brothers. Ult- yeah, Smash Brothers Ultimate is that game that my son and I will go to. We're like, oh, we have a half hour, and we'll just play and just we both pick random characters and just laugh at the weird combinations Man. we get that we fight yeah. each other. I don't know how many times you'd get like Bowser and I'm over here being Princess Peach or Kirby or just upset. I'm like, this is stupid. Stop. I'm the villager from Animal Crossing and, and he's over here being Sonic and he's really good with that 
character, so I was like, I'll lose. Man, so ever I, since... I, so There's so much in that game. Ever since the Wii one, I have bought every Smash Brothers in the vain hope that maybe this time I will like it. And, you know, and this one lured me in with, you know, Bayonetta and, and Persona protagonists and all that stuff. And, man, I just, I cannot get into it. I just hate how it plays. I hate it. But I, I, I recognize that I'm an outlier, so. I don't know. I just, I don't like seeing it this high up, but I'm also, I'm just going to shut up now, about it, I guess. I, mean, I, I would... I'm in the boat that I think Celeste should be above Smash Brothers, but I figure like I'm an outlier for that. So that that game. Well, I, I would no, say I because people who love that game who put it number one on there. I would also say Celeste above Smash Brothers just because Smash Brothers. I mean, when you think about it, it's a great fighting game or whatever. But you're thinking more about oh my god, they added all the characters again. Oh my God! Look at who they added afterwards. Like that's more of what you think about with Smash Bros. Is who they're adding. It's not necessarily the game itself, and much less the the story I mean, that's, was supposed to. That's like the uh, that's like the WWE approach to how they make their games. <laughs> I know, but I mean, yeah, but but they finished their games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm all for Celeste above Smash Brothers. Me too. Yeah. But I would love to hear the argument for why Tetris Effect over Red Dead. I just want to, like, what's the... Like, to me, Tetris Effect is just... It's a cool version of Tetris with, like, a pretty skin on it. You know, it's uh, got that, that luminous layer on top, but it doesn't really... It doesn't really do that much in terms uh, of making the gameplay fresher. I love how they make it work with the music. Well, I was going to say it has a better soundtrack than Red Dead, and it has better gameplay. Oh, oh man, a lot of people would tell you... The soundtrack's really good. No, what if, uh, I'm not gonna. The Red Dead Two round soundtrack's songs. good. The, there are a lot of good. There are like several great songs. The score is really cool. Um, it's a good, uh, you know, expansion of what the first Red Dead did in terms of music. I'm still wanting to fight for Over Dead, Over Greece. If we're gonna add in uh, hmm. another so indie don't, game, we gotta make room for Fortnite still. <laughs> no, we don't. Well, yeah, if we're gonna put it in. Then I think Greece is the one you cut. Alright, let's cut Greece and Detroit and put in Fortnite and Oberdin. Well, is everybody else okay with that? Or? I mean, I would say cut Dragon Quest Eleven, but that's me. No. No way. Um, Alright. Oh, let's yeah. just do this to give it a shout out. Fortnite can be a influential game. I have no problem with it, and we can put Return to Overden in. It's a game I haven't played, but it, it looks really interesting, and and you very much like it. So put that over Greece and and leave Fortnite for that influential podcast. And it works. all right, all right. Well, it's the only one of the big ones that didn't we didn't somehow get it in there, but. Yeah, sure. Only one guy played it, and only one guy is saying that. I played it too. I just, I didn't play it very long. I played it just to see what the hell it was about and whatever, and I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, it didn't catch your interest, so. Uh, no, because, you know, at least Apex made it to where I didn't have to 
I knew if I shot something, somebody wasn't going to build a fucking wall afterwards, and uh, he didn't die. Like, yeah. so. One, one last shout out: Donut Country. Donut Country is really. Oh, fun. Donut County is so good. It's funny as hell. It is hilarious, and, and it. I, I I just love the. Uh, I know. It, I mean, the puzzles are not hard, but it, it's just making you know. It's almost like reverse. Um, Katamari. Yeah, reverse Katamari. And yeah. This works so great at that. How low has Tomb Raider fallen? No. That we don't even consider it. No, that was it, it has only fallen to just barely making the list. I, my problem with Tomb Raider actually, like, expecting Shadow is, like, the story. Like, they ruin yes. more character. Right. There's, there's some dumb stuff in the story from everything I've seen, but it seems like the gameplay is the same it's, gameplay we've Yeah, I mean, the gameplay is, is, like, it's okay. They, they do, like, one or two dumb stuff. But it's really how they wreck her character. And like her like single minded obsession is like she's like, Oh, I just ruined this artifact and I destroyed this town. Let's go to the next area. It's like, huh? What you I'm super to... happy about <laughs> is that Monster Hunter World has totally dropped off the old list. That's so what's so surprising to me is how much Monster Hunter World was such a huge thing back then. Iceborne comes out, no one freaking talks about it. And then also, like, no one's really <laughs> batting for it after the fact when we're doing this again. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. Literally, literally the only thing I like in that game are the cooking animations. <laughs> All right, so we good with this 10. I still wish I could switch Detroit and Uber Den, but we'll leave it like that. I mean, if you want if you want to do that, that's fine. I just want Detroit on the list. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Detroit at number 10. I mean, it, okay, let's face it. It's the weakest of these, probably. All right, fair enough. Okay, there we go. So we've got God of War stays at number one. <clears throat> Marvel Spider-Man at number two. Celeste at three. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate at four. Red Dead Redemption 2 at five. Tetris Effect 6. Dragon Quest 11 7. Return of the Overdone 8, Yakuza 6, Song of Life at 9, and Detroit Become Human is number 10. So there is your list, top 10 for 2018. And, well, when you look back at the old list, the two games that we talked about, (laughs) Monster Hunter World was at number 9 on the original list, and it's not even, doesn't even make the... (laughs) Top 15, and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Obviously, Mark hates that game. <laughs> so, I mean, it was better but, than Origins, but that's a pretty, it's a very low bar. <laughs> like, so. Yeah, and like, Pokemon Let's Go, no one even, I think, really thought much about it either, thinking two years. I, mean, I played it, yeah. it was fun. I didn't finish it, but I played a few hours of it at least. <laughs> yeah, and Dead Cells too. Dead Cells as well didn't get the the love that it got back then too. So I'm surprised you didn't make a big fuss about Dragon Ball Fighters. I, mean, I like yeah. it, but I'm only, I'm the only fighting game guy here, so I knew it wouldn't have no chance. <laughs> I like Dragon Ball Fighters. It was it was a pretty good fighter, and I felt like I could learn to play it and not be totally destroyed by having to learn a million combos. Hey, at least it sounded like it was better than Jump Force, so I'll give it that. Uh, Oh, come on. Anything could beat Jump Force. That was awful. You know, whatever. (laughs) So, um, 
shout out to Astrobot Rescue Mission though because that's the game I bought VR for and it's still great. So cool little platformer for VR. So all right, so let's move on to 2019. Um, hang, on, hang on, wait a second. I just noticed something bad. Pretend what? Life. Which is, we have Yakuza 6, Song of Life, on our 2018 list. I'm also seeing it as missing out. It might have been Kiwami or Kiwami. Okay, because I think no, that's I'm your... if we've got it in the right year. Yeah, no, we have it in 2018. Okay, so we just we, I, I'm just going to delete it off the just missing out. Oh, that, it, that I mean, we're behind, behind the scenes here, but that was the list that they made. When they did the podcast in 2000. Oh, so yeah, that was the yeah that was from the. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, the uh, written. I'm reading this Google Doc wrong. Sorry. Okay. Carry on. So, all right, here we go for 2019 because I imagine we're probably just going to end up making the same list that we made on the top 25. But yeah, if there's one one critical, then we need to move up to your thoughts. Well, uh, so... now, now we've got Daniel here. We can see if there's any more support for moving Code Vein into the top 10. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, so, so, so control. There isn't. Sorry. So due to Angel, like his one big game that he played in 2019 was Control. So Control wound up being the number one game because that was his game of the year. Resident Evil 2 Remake is number two. Fire Emblem 3 Houses is at number three right now. Tetris 99 at four. Death Stranding at five. Outer Worlds is technically tied for fifth. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order in 7th, Sekiro 8th, Luigi's Mansion 3 at 9, and Pokemon Sword and Shield is at 10. Kingdom Hearts 3 is technically tied for 10th, Astral Chain at 12th, Slay the Spider at 13th, Code Vein is tied for 13th, as well as Bloodstain is also tied for 13th. And just missing out, which we're going to correct here, Outer Wilds, <laughs> Render from the Ashes, Link's Awakening Remake, all tied for 16th, Apex Legends Borderlands 3, Untitled Goose Game, and Mortal Kombat 11, tied for 19th. And, of course, the... Um, yeah, so a lot of that kind of looks similar when you look at the yeah, website. Goose Game was like number five, and now it's dropped off? Yeah, because only you and I kind of vouch for it when you look for at everybody else. So, All right, so we can still put Goose Game back in if we want, but this it's hard. For sure. Yeah. Come on, man. Um, yeah, I would definitely say over Pokemon. Considering uh, how, how, like, there are, there's a contingent of people... Well, but we've also got to put Outer okay. Wilds back in, and that's another thing, too, you know? Um, Who here has played that? Me? I'm the only one, I guess. Did you finish it, or... Did you yes, I got... I did a bunch of several time loops, or whatever. Okay. I mean, it's an awesome game. Or, you know what it is it's like i just love the exploring in space and the fact that like you you know you've got a short amount of time and depending on how many times you talk to the certain characters you can either solve it or not or absolutely miss something it's it's that uh and i just love the care the characters are kind of goofy and and uh they yeah, there's some really good writing in that game too. I appreciated that. Um, so, 
All right, before we have the same, probably the same debate that we had before. Well, let, let's just put our number one and two back where they belong. Death Stranding number one, Fire Emblem Three Houses number two, right? No, we should like put Fire Emblem course of... Three Houses at number one, and that'll be good enough. <laughs> no, we're not really litigating that part. Well, uh, are we okay, redoing this? Say this: I wasn't here for the original one, but I would have put Fire Emblem over Death Stranding. Oh, jeez! Here we go. Oh, wait, no, not a tie. Well, I was the tiebreaker the last time, so now I guess we've got another. Now I can both. Now, now I can reargue that Fire Emblem is always a better, better game than Death Stranding because it's an actual game. <laughs> Death Stranding is a game too. Not, you're, 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 this is not a game argument. I'm. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, if you just call Death Stranding that stupid French walking simulator too. No, there there are plenty of mechanics in Death. There's plenty of actual game mechanics in Death Stranding, and stuff like Dear Esther is a game. T- I mean, again, let's not let's not do this. Come on, Death Stranding has where you actually punch bosses. I mean, that's not hey, walking. To, I mean, you do get to pee on stuff in Death Stranding, so that's kind of cool. That's about it. <laughs> oh God, Randy, where are you to? All right, let's let's vote uh, Fire Emblem versus Death Stranding again. I, I I vote Death Stranding with Randy. Of course. Ooh, I can't. I can't. I have to abstain. I have to abstain because I haven't played either one. Let me do. I, okay, Sean abstains. Okay, so we've got two votes for Death Stranding, and then uh, Mark two for Fire Emblem. Dane votes Fire Emblem. Okay, we've got a tie. What, what was the Google? What did we have in that spreadsheet earlier that I that we that I made? <laughs> So, okay, so... What did Angel say? <laughs> he was a tiebreaker, finally. I don't think he had either one. Alright, Sean, you got to break the tie now. <sighs> That's really unfair. Because, <laughs> you know, Fire Emblem is... Adds so much to the... Uh, taking out the... the, tr- the the weapon triangle alone absolutely changes that game, and then putting in the 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 way it tells the story aspects with the you know being in school and whatever. I mean, I I think I also wish that I think at times it might be a better story, perhaps if your character had more say, because sometimes it feels like they're saying things to you, and you know you're just not saying the thing. So, but I don't know, man. Like, Death Stranding is such a unique, like, the way that Kojima tried, decided to tell his story. And it's so weird. And, and like, if you go through its entire deal, like, you uncover things that it's like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> yeah, but. You get to see Digital Conan O'Brien, so. <laughs> Or is that a plus? That's kind of negative. Uh, oh, man. No, it's a plus, but it's bounced out by Digital Chef Keeley. <sighs> I want to say Final Emblem is the better game from a technical game standpoint. Yeah, but... And you'd be uh, right. But Fire Emblem... of innovation, yeah, for a minute. God. It's like one of those, like, 
it's the whole fun versus technical achievement debate again. And I think for a lot of people that weren't strategy game players, final would probably be boring, you know. See, I'm not um, a big strategy game player though, and I still had a lot of fun with it. Like I kind of like the only strategy game I like is like XCOM and like Warhammer, Final War Two. <laughs> Daniel, why did you like it? Why did you like Fire Emblem? I just... I mean, I just thought it was a better game overall than Death Stranding. I was not a fan of Death Stranding. I just... I don't know how to put it except for it just did not appeal to me. So, I understand... It didn't appeal to you in that, like, you didn't like the way the whole package stuff or the story... Didn't it was mainly mm-hmm. just the whole package and the gameplay? I just Fire Emblem, I was involved in, I enjoyed it. I did could you, not get into Death Stranding. Did you play Fire Emblem like a few different times or just one time? Uh, I have only played it one time right now because there's like, there's like, well, there's three paths, but one path like really diverges, so it's like a secret fourth path, and it's really interesting. <laughs> I think I gotta give it to Fire Emblem as far as I feel like if I played Death Stranding I might really enjoy it and if it goes on a sale on PC or something maybe but I'll reiterate I was stunned by how much I enjoyed playing Death Stranding because at you know on paper it should be like the anti Yen's game but But somehow it clicked I have chat messages from you, like when you finish that game, you're like, "Finally, I'm fucking done." <laughs> like, <laughs> well, there, there's a lot of third act stuff that we've we've talked about this. Like yeah, that, Fire I, I don't like a lot of the the um, boss fight stuff in this. Yeah, Fire Emblem does not fall apart in the end. <laughs> but uh, here's the thing, though: the story. I've heard people say the story in Death Stranding falls apart, but I actually thought the story in Death Stranding towards the end was kind of the best thing, and wrapped up better than a lot of other Kojima games, honestly. Well, of course, mine, my favorite game was Control, so I, I absolutely love that game. I know it had its problems. I know if you played it on something that wasn't PC, it didn't run well. <laughs> but, uh, Daniel, I know you liked it, too. Yeah, I did. I would, If it was up to me, I would put it above Death Stranding, but I'm not going to fight that fight. I mean, I probably would, too, but... <laughs> I don't think I'm going to support either. <laughs> now I feel like it's unfair because then it'd be another three against two <laughs> where we've all actually played that. Uh, I mean, if you don't have Death Stranding at number two, that's fine. Like, I don't care what talks about that, but well, Fire Emblem yeah, I mean, is a better game than Death Stranding. There's no, there's no argument about that. <laughs> well, man, right. I thought this list was locked. <laughs> I thought it was locked too. I guess it's not. <laughs> I'm gonna I, have to sep- I, I, I'm gonna have to separate finally, it. I claim final victory for myself. On. <laughs> Go ahead. I was gonna say I just claim final victory for myself. <laughs> I haven't even gotten started on Outer Worlds and Jedi Fallen Order yet, so Well, what are you talking Star Wars? <laughs> I enjoyed both games a lot higher than uh, six and seven, but that's just me. Yeah. I mean, but it's hard to move the f- the top four. It's hard to move at this point. Yeah. 
I mean, Resident Evil 2 Remake was like everybody, other than Jens, who hasn't played it. I think it was like almost everybody's favorite game. It, it's like the one that got a unanimous, everybody enjoyed it out of the it staff. Was, and it, it was everyone's number two, which is really weird. Yeah. I would have just put them above it just because it wasn't a remake, but I understand everybody enjoyed it. So I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to fight that fight. I think, well, I, just, I, think, I really enjoyed them. I think that RE2 remake, I mean, it did scratch that nostalgia itch, but it actually did innovate a lot of like core Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil systems. And that, like that's why it was high, at least on my list. I mean, the map by itself, yeah, making it easy cool. to communicate where you've been in the room and you haven't, I mean, it makes that game so much more playable. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> okay. Uh, what? what? I said, what, what were you going to say? Just that we got to put Goose Game on. Oh, I agree. I mean, Goose Game, it's it's absolutely a joy to watch, like, just absolutely the disheartment of those people when you go and take away their things, and it's, uh, the Goose itself is, is funny, and, like, I like the soundtrack in Goose Game, um, just, it's a game that completely surprised me, I, you know, so, like, I didn't think I, I, like, I saw the hype and I was like, okay, it's this game with a goose, whatever, you know, and I played it and I'm like, okay, I get it, totally. They should add DLC to Goose Game. We can play as Beaker. That's, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, man, you know what? I wanna. I know I'm the only one that's gonna fight for Outer Wild, so I don't. No, I it's, mean, I, I wish I played it. I mean, I haven't played it, but I've heard. Yeah, you know, there, there are lots of people. It's who, such uh, a like. Say it's amazing. It's such an amazing game. Like it's, you go out there, but, you can explore it however you want to. Uh, you can go in and you find things. Uh, you you. I mean, depending on how much you talk to the people in those areas, you either find things or you don't. And I remember being like, what the hell do I have to do to get through this time loop to find out what I got to do? And like, I'd be talking to this and all of a sudden, oh, it would, it would just start. And I'm like, oh, wow, I figured it out. How awesome is that? You know, and it's just, um, it, it's such a, like, and that's not my kind of game at all. Like, I'm not a... You know, I've said it like Breath of the Wild. I had to get a, a walkthrough guide because I I got tired of walking around and not knowing what the fuck I'm supposed to do, and like it, uh, Outer Wilds was so different in that way that like it charmed me with its world and the uh, getting on the spaceship and doing stuff, and I was like, I oh, I'm gonna keep playing this, you know. I hate to lose it. I mean, it was on number six before above Outer Worlds, so yeah, it is weird to drop it off the list. I mean, Outer Worlds isn't even on this list anymore, though. No, yes, it is. It's number oh. six. It's number six. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I will say, like, I've heard a lot of great things about Luigi's Mansion Three. So. I mean, I would say the game we could, we could probably drop out is Sekiro. Ooh. Oh. His Yens didn't like it, and he's a big head case. Yeah. Of those games. Well, yeah. yeah, it's because because they cha- they they. 
just kind of went in a direction that is less my thing than Classic Souls. You know, they went into more of a Tenchu stealth direction, and you just you don't really have different weapons. You just have the one sword that you level up and different. And like a lot of some of the techniques are, are are not really useful. They're very like it's weird. Like a lot of stuff is very situational, but it also takes time to equip, so you don't usually bother most of the time. There are all sorts of design decisions in Sekiro that are kind of baffling to me. I don't think uh, you're gonna like that Ghost of Tsushima game then that much. <laughs> no, I'm sure it'll be that that'll that'll be its own thing. I don't think it'll be a a from software style thing at all. But uh, on the other hand, there there were a lot of people who had Sekiro on their lists, um, and and had strong up and pretty high up too. I forget who. Well, Stephanie was on there reviewed it and loved it. Yes, so. and, and and it is a very highly reviewed game, so it feels weird to drop it off, but. I'm not gonna fight for it because it's kind of my it's like my least favorite from game, I guess, of all the from games I've played. Like I like Code Vein. I would replace Sekiro with Code Vein if I were making the, you know well, my personal list. Uh, Souls likes. I'm just saying uh, remnants right there. <laughs> no, oh my god, no. let's not start this again. <laughs> Well, what say everyone? I know uh, Outer Wilds for something. I hate to strike out Luigi's Mansion. I mean, yeah, I know. I really like Luigi's Mansion. Over that, (laughs) but well, going once, going twice. Sakuro removed, then. Uh, now it's about... Let's, let's put out of, why don't we put Art of Oz back at 6, where it belongs, where it was? I would I would probably have, might have Star Wars at 6, and Art of Wild at lower. Mm. Mm. Oh, didn't... I'm, I'm, I mean, Daniel mentioned it, but I'm kind of shocked at how good Star Wars actually is. It's true, and Star Wars was was up higher before. Yeah, it's Tetris, I think, that's the one that... Did we have it that high before? I think we had it a lot lower. No, we did have Tetris at, at 5, but we didn't have control that high, so... Or we did. Wait, no. No, Tetris was at 10. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. totally misremembering. You're right. I'm 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 fine with t- as long as Tetris 99 is on the list. I'm happy. I'm fine with the list as how it looks now. I feel like Goose Game should be above Tetris, but that's just me. Yeah, no, I, I'd move it. Up. I'm happy moving it up. Have Have Tetris 99 be number nine, Luigi's Mansion number ten. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't finished Luigi's Mansion, so I can't judge. But I know, like, I heard the bo- like the live boss fight in that game is like really nuts. <laughs> All right. That it? No more arguing? All right, so there we go. Um, wait, wait. Out of, out of Wilds and Out of Worlds are backwards. Oh, yeah. Out of Wilds. Move it above Out of Worlds. So, yeah. I mean, Daniel, you. what was your thing with Out of Worlds? You had that as your number one game since you didn't get to be on the original podcast what what did you really like about that i just really enjoyed the 
the entire game. I enjoyed the tone of it. I enjoyed, I mean, it basically felt like Fallout New Vegas set in space with Firefly somehow mixed in. Uh, I mean, it was just, I like the humor. It, it was just something that, it was one of those games that just resonated with me and it's, I've just loved it. Sat down, played it once it came out and just kept going. I really wanted to like it, but the story just lost me at a certain point. Yens? Uh, I, mean, I played some of it. It, oh. it was good. It had that Obsidian style. Um, I'm going to play more of it eventually. Uh, but um, And I've only played a little bit of Outer Wilds also. So I've, I've, I've probably played about the same. I've probably just played a couple of hours of each one of those. And Outer Wilds just seemed a lot more intriguing to me. All right. Well, if that's everything, then we have our 10, which differentiates just slightly from the one that uh, we did on the original podcast. Uh, Five and Three Houses is the number one game. Control, two, Death Stranding at three, Resident Evil 2 Remake, four, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order at five, Outer Wilds at 6, Outer Worlds at 7, Untitled Goose Game at 8, Tetris 99 at 9, and Luigi's Mansion at 3. Just making the cut at 10. There's your top 10 for 2019. And that's it for the years. We've done them all. You now know our top 10 for each year. And you can go back and listen to any of the ones uh, that are there from 2010 to 2019. And, well... We just uh, hope you stick with us. We still have one podcast to go where we kind of decide the best of what we didn't select and try to carry it over. And as we start to begin to make our top 100 games of the decade, that's going to be a doozy to start uh, ranking all those and, and everything. So, well... That'll be for Saturday morning for you guys. You'll get to hear the influential podcast episode. And then we'll have to figure out how we're going to decide things from there. But just want to thank everybody who listened to any of the shows. Uh, that's I really appreciate that. And of course, uh, Saturday, Mark and I and anybody else that wants to join should have a regular episode as well. Um and yeah, uh, looks like we're st- we're getting close to starting off that 2020 uh, with uh, some of the games. Uh, a lot of the big games come out, you know, much later. But yeah, starting starting to feel like we're getting into that new year. Got the logo of the PS5 revealed earlier today. So or earlier yesterday. So I mean, hey. Who knows? Maybe we'll we'll get price reveals or something out of nowhere. But well, thank you everybody for for listening. You can subscribe to us in any podcast service that's out there. Write a review if you'd like, and visit that w10.com. And we'll see you later, everybody.